Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of Gym Class All-Stars. Again, as always, brought to you by Vigit, top sports betting app. Download it today. We are here. Short week for us on Gym Class All-Stars. We gave you the halfway through the week episode after the national championship, the, the disappointing national championship. Uh, but now here with Fresh Slate, not a whole lot of news going around the league. We're going to touch upon some of the top stories, um, but we have some fun uh Segments planned later for the show, but again, I'm going to start here. Top Alex Baker and I here to give you the rundown, starting with the NBA young guys going down like flies at this point. We saw rookie of the year favorite LaMelo ball went down more than likely for the rest of the year. And now James Wiseman tears his meniscus more than likely also out for the rest of the year. To me, this is starting to feel like when Jabari Parker got hurt and then when Joel Embiid didn't, uh, got hurt or didn't play enough games and it just was Andrew Wiggins just accidentally won a rookie of the year. And now I just kind of feel like that's going to happen with Anthony Edwards. Um, but do you think Anthony Edwards at this point is going to be the runaway rookie of the year in the NBA? Yeah, he's gotten significantly better than when he started. And is also like, he's been putting up better numbers and is – I wouldn't say the lone shining spot of this pretty dismal Timberwolves team, but it's definitely up there. One of the things Minnesota fans can root about. Mm-hmm. He's, he's exciting. At least he has those fun dunks. He's energetic and he's, he's hilarious during his interviews. So, you know, take what you can get when you're in Minnesota. Speaking of Alex Rodriguez and Mac Laura finalizing a deal to buy the Timberwolves only really bringing this up for the sake of they need some kind of culture change and maybe a rods who's bringing it to be honest, if you start giving cat roids, it at least might (laughs) make him stronger, more physical player. This has to be money laundering though. Let's (laughs) let's actually backtrack 1.5. Listen, owning a professional sports team, matter who it is, is pretty cool, especially one of the big four, but like, why the Timberwolves like Alex Rodriguez like New York guy or Seattle or even the Rangers when he was on it it was just the Timberwolves like yeah we'll sell it to you and he's like okay sure (laughs) but I don't think it'll do much quite frankly I don't think the ownership is right I don't think it's a Derek Jeter to the Marlins situation I think it's more of a hey let's just buy it's like a movie like we bought a sports team yeah it's like the episode of a sitcom or something he's like hey yo we own a sports team now but who knows? Honestly, there's no real way but up to go for the Minnesota Timberwolves. So we'll see if these guys, the new ownership, can do anything for them. All right. Other side of the league now, still talking about big, uh, big men, though. Joel Embiid, your guy, back for the Sixers, back in the lineup against OKC. Healthy again. Always great to see. Big question for Embiid. Can he get himself back atop that MVP ladder? Or is, is Jokic and Lillard maybe a little too far ahead? given the time he's missed. Yeah, I don't think he'll manage to push himself back up into number one. And if he were to win it, it would be kind of an upset, I think, at this point. Love the guy, but I think Jokic seems to be the front runner. I would take a Jokic injury to probably derail that. Lillard, definitely exciting as well, but maybe Embiid would slot in at third. Unfortunately, yeah, it was his MVP race to lose, and when you get injured, that typically does happen. So, tough one, but it's a lot of promise, and it's kind of a good sign other than the injury that derailed it. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely still possible that he wins, especially maybe if Denver slides a little bit. And, again, Philly can can stay atop the Eastern Conference. They're currently tied with Brooklyn for the number one seed. Um, but it's, it's going to be tough. He's missed a little 
little extra time now, and Jokic has played pretty much the entire year, and the man averaging, what, an assist and a half short of a triple-double. You know, you, you can't take anything away from what Jokic has done, uh, despite we're going to get to in a, in a second here. But <laughs> speaking of the MVP conversation, though, talk going around the league now that maybe Chris Paul deserves to be up there. To be honest, it, it does feel like a stretch, but you at least have to acknowledge how much he's impacted this Phoenix Suns team. And I know we've talked about it at least a little bit in the past here, uh, but what is the element that Chris Ball has brought to this team that's, made, that's given them such, such a successful turnaround? Because they went from just barely missing the, the playoffs last year in the bubble to they're, they're solidly the two seed in the Western Conference. Well, I think there's a few factors. Like Chris Paul brought veteran leadership, experience, and definitely whipped a lot of the young guys into shape. And by young guys, I basically mean DeAndre Ayton because DeAndre Ayton looks significantly better than what he used to. I think also, though, the culture change in general, like having uh, Monty Williams as a coach has done wonders. In addition, the offseason, getting Jay Crowder, uh, they got Sarich. I think they got him you know, two years prior, but they have a lot of these really good pieces. Some of the younger guys too are adding points in addition to uh, Aiden Booker and Paul. But the big thing is, and this, I can't stress enough. Devin Booker was the primary option on this pretty lackadaisical Suns team. And he's great, but having someone to alleviate that burden, quite frankly, is great. DeAndre Aiden was not that second option. It should be, I would say, Devin Booker as the first, but then you have Chris Paul there as a second option. But I would even call it that. It's more just like he is a 1B option where he's he can do quite a lot and will score on you despite being 35. Yeah, you almost don't have to draw up plays for Chris Paul because you know he's going to get his shots up. Another big thing to note, like, don't get me wrong, Devin Booker is a spectacular on-ball scorer. He's been doing it for the past few years. We know that, um, but he's playing a lot less of the primary ball handling role because of Chris Paul and Devin Booker is one of the very best off ball scorers. I mean, you're talking about how much that guy runs, how hard he cuts. He is one of the very best at getting himself open off ball and having a fantastic all time assisting point guard like Chris Paul is only going to make it easier for Booker. Um, To be honest, I am a little shocked that they've been this good, but I mean, this is a scary, scary team. Obviously the big thing for Paul becomes, can he stay healthy? Um, so I ask you, which is more likely, Chris Paul winning the MVP or Chris Paul getting past the conference finals for the first time in his career? Hmm. So both of those are quite unlikely, in my opinion. <laughs> I don't think he's going to win the MVP, so I'd have to say getting past the conference finals. Uh, but with that being said, let's, let's, let's actually slow down a little bit and let's talk about this. Because someone, one of my friends brought up a good point. They're like, it's going to be Lakers Clippers in the finals. Let's, let's just assume LeBron AD are healthy in this case. And sure. everyone's at full capacity. The Suns probably have the most interesting chance of making to the conference finals in the West. And it's really going to come down to who they draw. I think they'll win their first round matchup. Let's, you know, let's just start there. So that would leave probably the Lakers Clippers we'll say the Jazz also in their first round. So those are the four. If the Lakers Clippers end up playing each other, or maybe the maybe the Nuggets slot in there somewhere too. Like, let's just assume, let's assume the Suns avoid the Lakers or Clippers in the second round. If they okay. do that and play like maybe the Jazz or the Nuggets, I think there's a very 
high probability they could make it to the conference finals. It's those LA teams, I think, will just probably cripple them. Like, I think. Yeah. No, I, I, I think you're right. I see what you mean. I don't think there's a real world where they end up playing the Jazz in the first round just because Jazz, the, U- the second, the, second, one, second. one of them is, or even in the second round, just because yeah. um, one of them is going to be the one seed and the other one is going to be two or three, and neither two nor three plays the one seed in the second round. Um, but I, I think you're right. A fully healthy LA team, either, either, either one, regardless of a healthy Chris Paul, regardless of the best Devin Booker we've seen so far, you, you put Kawhi Leonard on Devin Booker and he's going to be relatively shut down. Um, and, and that's all they need, especially if, you know, pandemic P stays at home and Paul George actually shows up this year in the playoffs. I think, I think that's where they max out. I, I think they have a better chance of beating the Clippers than a healthy Lakers just yeah. because the, you know, the Clippers have that larger element of inconsistency to them. Although Rondo surprisingly was a fantastic addition for them. Um, but especially now with Beverly, that's going to be out for, for about a month, but the Lakers, the only team that can beat the Lakers in the West is the Clippers. Just physically speaking, we saw that with the Nuggets last year. You know, we we assumed it was going to be Lakers Clippers last year, and the Clippers proved to be the team that was more vulnerable. And I think that's very much the case again this year. If we don't get an LA Western Conference Finals, it'll be because the Clippers screwed up again. We need the Lakers to play the Clippers. Like that is just the grudge match I need because I genuinely believe the Clippers would have went to the finals if they played the Lakers. You doubt LeBron so much. I, He's Ka- so much better than that team. But Kawhi, it's just it's Kawhi Leonard. Kawhi Leonard has been the thorn in LeBron's side his entire career. He also rents some space in all Sixers fans' heads, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah. Actually, <laughs> full fun fact for everyone. I have a marketing presentation tomorrow, and I'm doing it on the NBA and its ability to have a large and revitalize its target market and. I decided to talk about the social media aspect of it. And I put, even as a Sixers fan, I put the gif of Kawhi Leonard hitting the three-pointer to beat the Sixers in the Eastern Conference semis. That's that's in there. So I'm going to have to look at it for probably a solid two minutes. I'm going to hit everything about it. But Hey, hey man, humility, humbleness, big part of honest journalism. So I respect it. Absolutely. <laughs> but for a second, like the Clippers, the Clippers, if they show up, and that's that is the big question mark. That that team, I'm telling you, like they're gonna be scary and they're gonna be good. Like they are the team that will beat LeBron in the West, if any team. I I'm positive I, of it. I agree with that. If any team, it's them. Hundred yeah. percent. I think LeBron has the best shot of making it out. I think this year, what they're a five seed now, four seed. <laughs> yeah, that's terrifying. That that's some rough playoff matchups. Like they'll win the first round, I think, but they're playing a four seed, whether it's the Nuggets or Portland or something. Yeah. Yeah. So it's gonna be tough, but the Clippers, if they show up, they're gonna be scary. And that's kind of gonna be the question mark. If we get Paul George in Indiana, like the Pacers when he played the LeBron James led heat, or are we gonna get pandemic P, which what we've seen, we're gonna get pandemic P, aren't we? Yeah, more than likely, but we'll we'll see. Who knows? He's still a good player, and, and either way, defensively, he should still do his his good work. So, yeah, we'll see. Everybody really should just hold out hope that both the Lakers and the Clippers can get healthy and get themselves each to the conference finals for that grudge match that we've all been creating for essentially the last two, two and a half years, two and a half years because of COVID. So, all right, a little bit more here for, for the NBA. Ennis Cantor of the Portland Trailblazers recorded a franchise record 
30 rebounds in the team's victory over the Detroit Pistons, um, a feat that only three other players have done in the past 20 seasons. Dwight Howard in 2018, Andrew Bynum in 2012, Kevin Love in 2011. Those three, some of the better rebounders of their era, and Bynum when he was healthy. But Ennis Cantor, not really a name you would consider throwing in with those guys. Um, it's kind of odd, Ennis Cantor, because he's very good at two things. He's very good at inside scoring. And he's very good at rebounding. But he never can find himself a consistent starting spot in the NBA. Is it because he's kind of the kind of center that's fading away, like the no defense, can't get up the court too fast? But, he, I mean, he's still, he's still good, clearly. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I, he's very good offensively, at least compared to his defensive prowess. But I, I just – I think it's maybe a lack of athleticism. I think it's centers nowadays are really – they have to be kind of freak athletes or have to be, like, freakishly tall. Like, Embiid is a mix of both. I'd say Cad is pretty athletic, all things considered, for his size. Uh, Drummond just has, like, the height and, you know, advantages – so I think Canner sort of falls in that. He's not like – he's probably, what, 6'11"? Not 7'11". Yeah, I think that's what he's at. I think he's 6'11". 6'11". Yeah, he's not, he's not above 7 feet. He's not, like, incredibly athletically gifted. He's still obviously a good player. Like, we're not taking away from that. I mean, the dude just got 30 rebounds <laughs> for whatever, whatever reason. But, yeah, I think it's – it's I think it's the NBA sort of the entire meta is shifting a bit again where – you want centers, but if you have a center that's like freakishly good, that's like you want a seven footer. You want someone to play defense and not be a liability like Cantor is. But still a good guy. Um, one other thing he's great at is pissing off the entire nation of Turkey because God, the president wants him dead. Which is you know, shout yeah, out it's... for Anis Cantor for speaking up about all that. But uh, it's, God, what a mess. Yeah. If wasn't he like an enemy of the state or something at some where they had a warrant out for his arrest? Yeah, I don't I don't think he can go back to Turkey. Oh man, what's nuts? Yeah, no, power two and his canter for standing up to that mess. Won't won't, won't get into any geopolitical uh, affairs here though, any more than this. Um, one more thing here for the NBA. Today, the Boston Celtics completed one of the crazier comebacks you're ever gonna see. Uh, down 14 at a point to the Denver Nuggets and ended the game on a 40 to eight run and, and ended up defeating Denver Boston, still fighting to stay in those last two playoff spots in the East crazy run. And on Denver's side, you don't love seeing an MVP candidate give up some kind of, you know, it's not all on Jokic. Don't get me wrong, but you hate to see that from a team, a trying to stay on the rise as the four seed and above the Lakers before they get Bron and Davis back but be a, a guy of Jokic's caliber. You, you don't expect to see a team he's on giving up a 32-point run like that. No, that's pathetic. <laughs> Quite, like, there's not much else to say other than, yeah, that, that, that's bad, like real bad, especially for NBA teams. It happens once in a while in college, and we make fun of them for that. We will sure as hell make fun of it, an NBA team for doing that. Especially because, man, we try so hard not to give any credit to the Boston Celtics here, and y'all just like – they, they put this one in their lap, like, you know, good job Celtics, but like, that's all you're getting out of me. That's all you're getting out of me. And, and because of that, I'm a little mad now. So we're just going to switch sports. We're going to go into baseball here. Uh, we're going to start with kind of the, the more unfortunate side of here, things here for the, uh, the guys that are already going to miss the rest of this season because of injury. 
Angels outfielder Dexter Fowler has torn his ACL. He, his campaign is over. Uh, unfortunate that Mike Trout keeps losing pieces to try and help him go far. And then uh, James Paxton, the pitcher for the Mariners, he is going to have Tommy John surgery. The big thing for him is they were already saying that he wasn't going to have too much left in the tank in terms of years left in the league. And now with, with this major surgery, they're saying it's possible, you know, it'll be up to him, of course, but it's possible that we may have seen the last of James Paxton at this point, uh, in which case it's just, you know, unfortunate longtime player just signed a new deal. Yeah. You hate to see it. More on the satisfying and enjoyable news, however, for baseball though, uh, Joe Musgrove of the San Diego Padres did something nobody in the history of the San Diego Padres had ever done. He threw a no hitter. He had 10 strikeouts against the Texas Rangers. Absolutely cruised through them. You love to see it. And and for Musgrove, by far the best performance of his career. Um, Man, the the Padres really are going to be scary this year, aren't they? Yeah, I would have expected to be Snell or someone on the pitching staff, but that's it's good if you have pitching depth, especially throwing no hitter. Granted, it's, it's against the Rangers who aren't a bright spot in the MLB in terms of their talent currently, but they're so cute. They're yeah. It's it's funny because I really I got the notification saying, Oh, Musgrove has a no hitter going in a knife, and I'm like, he's gonna blow it. Not 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 his own accord, just something dumb's gonna happen because you know that's that's the Padres. They were the only team without a no hitter and thankfully we've ended that so every team is not chasing a no hitter now but congrats will that's i listen we love we haven't seen a perfect game in a while though no not a long time i don't don't remember who the last one was i know roy halliday's was one of the more recent ones yeah i can remember dallas braden's i mean galarag got his robbed Mm, yeah that was awful yeah we're not gonna rehash that because that's just But uh, either way, you know, shout out Joe Musgrove and, and this Padres team. Yeah, the fact that it wasn't Snell, it wasn't one of the top, and it wasn't Darvish, it was one of the wasn't one of their top two or three pitchers. That that just proves to show how scary they're going to be going forward. So, and, and and again, without Tatis, doing just fine. Rognet Odor was traded from the Rangers to the Yankees. I hadn't written it down. I just remembered it. It's not super major. Just figured I'd update y'all. And uh, the last big news here for the MLB today: JD Martinez of the the Boston Red Sox smacked three home runs against the Baltimore Orioles Red Sox currently six and three sitting atop of the AL you say this is a fluke I am thinking about agreeing with you but would you like to explain why this this is not something to expect uh consistently from the Red Sox this year like we talked about prior you trade away a generational talent like Mookie Betts because you don't want to pay the man and um I listen I think they're I don't know if up and coming is the right word, but they're, they're going to be consistent. They did just come off a series with the Orioles and we were talking very highly about the Orioles. Yeah. We're talking very highly with the Orioles last week, but um, they are the Orioles. They still, they are that team and they're going to have to go through teams like the Yankees, the blue Jays, and even the Rays who are kind of a question mark right now. But all of those teams are dangerous in the AL East, let alone just the AL in general, which is stacked full of great teams like the Indians, White Sox. Even the Angels are kind of picking up the pace. So I, I don't see the team – like it's 
they're winning games, which is awesome for them, not awesome for us. But I don't think the success is going to be stabilized and maintained. I could see them going like like 78 and 84, like just about 500 type thing. Yeah. Yeah, no. That, 86. That... My math didn't work out there. No, wait. <laughs> Sorry. Wait. How's my math? Not? 78 and 86, 82 and 80. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that. What I said. 78, 86. You're good. You're good. Don't. Don't second guess yourself, man. Um, yeah, I will say though, they, they, so they started the year getting swept by the Orioles. They have won six straight, but yeah, I mean, it's tread lightly with this team. The pitching is playing well so far, but that is usually not the case. Nathan Eovaldi is not known for his, uh, consistency throughout the course of a year. Um, I think he's their ace, but either way, uh, you know, shout out to JD Martinez, three home runs in the game is always a cool thing. So good job to them, and we'll see how Boston does throughout this. If if it's Boston instead of the Yankees, I'll I'll live with it. I'll live with it. But all right, that's what we got for baseball. Season's just started. Not too much craziness going down yet. Pretty much the last little bit we're gonna have for college basketball for a while. Just wrapping up everything with a nice little bow. Luca Garza of Iowa has officially been named the Wooden Award recipient. I think the day after we recorded our episode. Um, but yeah, official now player of the year we'll see now where he gets drafted and you know what situation he can get himself into in the nba and if he can make it in the nba i hope i doubt but i hope scotty pippen jr obviously the son of nba legend scotty pippen has what? in fact no, and, no way nah no relation whatsoever <laughs> um he, he has declares for the nba draft however he has not hired an agent so he would be eligible to return to vanderbilt uh, if he decides to make that decision, I'm sure there's a specific date he has to make that decision by. Um, but either way, at least testing the waters at this point, which is a nice thing that we see that players can do now. You can kind of you can declare. You know, we just Mac McClug has both declared for the draft and entered the transfer protocol. Also, uh, transferred last year, so you know he he just wants some continuous change of scenery. So we'll we'll see what happens there. But players are allowed to declare for the draft before officially stating that they're going to try and make it in the NBA kind of a little safety net for them, which is nice. Last little bit here for college basketball. Cincinnati has fired head coach John Brannon following an investigation into the program. I apologize. My investigative reporting could not figure out what the investigation was really for, but he he is out after two seasons. They finished 12 and 11 and six players on their roster have entered the transfer portal. So clearly there was some disconnect. It sounded like the school was looking for a reason to get rid of him anyway. And they had kind of made their decision almost before the investigation really even started. So it doesn't sound like too pretty of a situation there in Cincinnati, but uh, either way, they'll be looking for their new head coach and a new half of a roster to put on the court next year. All right. Anything else you want to add to the news section before we, uh, we move on here into our uh, more fun, enjoyable, lighthearted segments. Uh, there have been reports that the Eagles are going to draft another quarterback for insurance, which, you know, will just anger me. Um, Steph Curry is still quite good. That is something I wrote down. He absolutely <laughs> balled out against the Bucks. That, that was my note. Just as Steph Curry is still good. Uh, Eddie George, so former Titans running back, is going to now coach Tennessee State, which I think is awesome. I believe that's in the HBCU, if I'm not mistaken. I think so, yeah. Uh, there, there was... This is good for our degenerate sports betting fans. There was a uh, better who did a same game parlay about it was that 
Zach Levine and Trey Young would both have 40 points. And he put like $4 on it and won 44K. Damn. So uh, good for that man. Yeah, shout out that guy. Hot damn. It was I'm sorry, he put $50 on it, but won 44K. So not too shabby. Oh yeah. Uh yeah, it was yeah, it was just it was just the two of them scoring 40 points. So if you're feeling zany and just want to burn money, put it in the stock market instead of doing that. Probably right take. call. All right. That's what we got here for the news. We're going to move on here into yet another round of trivia. So as we introduced last time, we're going to have punishments involved for the loser. Um, Alex, I'm going to let you take it away here to explain this week's punishment to the loser and how we're going to apply it. All right. So this week's punishment is maybe not as physically painful as Robbie drinking orange juice after brushing his teeth, but I think this one is still going to be kind of good. So in a future episode, the loser has to do the following. So Robbie and I both have very polarized views about different things in sports. The winner will write the loser a monologue, basically, that they will have to recite on air. So Robbie is a huge Dwayne Wade fan. This is an example. Robbie is a huge Dwayne Wade fan, a huge James Harden hater. I could write something about how, you know, James Harden is the guaranteed GOAT. He puts Dwayne Wade to shame or something like that. And maybe Robbie could write something about me being an Eagles fan where he's like, your life already sucks enough. I don't have to make fun of you. But like, you're like, Super Bowl 52 is a fluke. Nick Foles is a bomb or something like something that would really just tug at the heartstrings of yours truly. So we haven't decided what it's going to be. We'll probably think of some ideas or the winner will, and then we'll sadistically post them to Twitter, which we'll have our fans vote on them. So as you know, we always love fan interaction, but that's what we're fighting for. We're fighting for uh, our pride here today. Oh yeah. Our, our stern beliefs. That's what we're here fighting for. Um, so as last time's champion, I will let you decide if you would like to go first or second. I'm going to second. Second. All right. So just, uh, I'll just go, just pick an order. Give me a question. We'll see where I go. You're ran- you want random? Yeah. No, just, just hit me with them. Okay. You're going to be sick about this first. We're going to start. Actually, yeah, we're starting with MLB because I want to rub this in. Cool. Who is the last pitcher to throw a perfect game? God That's, damn. I'll, I'll give you choices, but that was what we talked about earlier. <laughs> yeah. Is it re- already? I am. Is it? <laughs> You're not going to like this. Oh, no. Is it Roy Halladay? Are you okay? I'm good. I'm very stressed right now. I'm very stressed. Like, please keep going. All right. I'm over my last like 80 of these. So, is it Roy Halladay? Is it Dallas Braden? Or is it Felix Hernandez? Oh, wow. Hint I may have said it earlier. Well, so then it's it's Dallas Braden, final answer. That is incorrect. I lied to your face. It is actually Felix Hernandez. Wow, you and my dad both. I I said I may have said it earlier. I did not say I did. You're like the fuckers who wrote Endgame, and you're like, we've never said Endgame, but in Age of Ultron, Iron Man literally is like, that up there, that's the Endgame. Like, fuck you, you're that kind of person. Well, I'll take it. 
All right. All right well, in that case, I'll return the favor with my MLB question oh, here, no. which is thankfully for me, probably the easiest question I have. Okay. Um, so it's going to get nice and difficult for you later. So what is, so I'm, I'm looking for a number here, not a player, a number. All right. What is the most amount of runs scored in a single game by an individual player? Is it a 10 B seven or C six? So the player runs player they came in they okay they had runs um yes my actually my first thought was eight so that's not reassuring i think it's seven your final answer yeah you are correct in 1886 okay uh, what is the name here guy hecker had seven runs the modern era record is a 14-way tie of six runs all right so you are currently up one nothing all right. Not looking good for yours truly. One nothing bad guys. So all my questions are history related questions. So but we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna stray a little bit away from the history questions. We're talking about hockey. So you know your hockey lingo, right? So much, yeah. What is a hockey puck sometimes called? Oh, is it a cookie, B biscuit, or C pretzel? <laughs> I have to assume biscuit final answer biscuit yeah you're correct thank god i was <laughs> i think i've heard that once or twice put the biscuit not... in the basket robbie biscuit in the basket something like that yeah oh my god i hate hockey good god <laughs> I, was, I was hoping you'd say like pretzel i really was hoping oh man no pre- pretzel was not an option in my head i'm thankfully not that stupid oh all right that feels good that feels good i haven't gotten a question right in at least two of these so that feels good okay give you the nhl question now so so the the caveat here is this does not count if you have not won a stanley cup yet so you can mix those those 11 teams what team holds the record for the longest ever stanley cup drought is it a the maple leaves b the red wings or c the rangers i thought you were i thought it was the blues oh boy maple leaves red wings well, the Red Wings were filthy in the 90s. So, I mean, their their droughts like, you know, short compared to any other ones. Uh When did Gordy Howe play? I think Well, so his teams so yeah, it's just kind of teams that haven't won. I think the Rangers were recently good. And what's the first team? The Maple Leafs. Uh I think it's the Maple Leafs. Final answer. Final answer. That is incorrect. Is it the Rangers? By one year. Of course. The Rangers from 1940 to 1994 did not win a single Stanley Cup. Uh, Of course. The Maple Leafs from 67 to present day have not won a Stanley Cup. Shocker. However, very good guess. Very close. The Red Wings are just kind of there to like, I don't know. The Red Wings are my team (laughs) in NHL 95 when he's playing with my dad. So I did know that. All right, so we're one apiece. Okay. Might as well go to NBA. All right. Who won the first NBA game? (laughs) Ready? Yep. The New York Knicks. Okay. The Toronto Huskies or the Philadelphia Warriors? Well, so I know the first game was played in Toronto, but I don't know if that means Toronto won the first game. Are you trying to get me? Are you trying to, like, lean me into answering Philly? I I'll be honest. I didn't realize you knew that fact, which is a little concerning. 
Oh man, I'm gonna. I will say though, I this is like truthfully that fact you just rattled off is the truth, at least based off my preliminary research. No, I I I know for a fact that the first game NBA game ever was played in Toronto. However, I'm gonna say the Philadelphia Warriors won the first ever game. Good reasoning, but that's incorrect. It was the New York Knicks by two points. Okay. I feel like I would have known if it was both played and won by the Toronto team, but, you know, that's okay. The Huskies. I I, I was close on that one. I'm not against that. Okay. I am so ready for you to get so upset about this question. Can't wait. The question is this. The Miami Heat just very recently, a few days ago, signed big man Dwayne Dedman. Okay. What number will he wear for the Miami Heat? (laughs) Is it A, 21, B, 33, or C, 50? <laughs> <laughs> I was hoping it was I, my first time. I was like, it's 90 or some stupid thing like that. Uh, 21, <laughs> 30, or 33, 50? Yeah. You said 33 is a number? Yeah, so, so 21, 33, or 50. <sighs> okay. I mm, Alonzo Morning were 33. I feel like that's a disservice to Alonzo Morning. I don't think they retired his number, but Shaq worth wait, which Shaq worth 32 there because 34 was Lakers. Um, I feel like so, my brain wants me to say 21, but I feel like someone wears 21. That's bothering me. Dwayne Dedman, what a bum. Ah, <laughs> oh. 21, final answer. Very nice. Correct. Very well done. I think what you were thinking of was Jimmy Butler wears 22. I knew that. I was just assuming like a Kendrick Nunn or something, some random like player wore 21. But I will say though, I'm a little disappointed because Alonzo Warning's jersey is definitely retired by the Miami Heat. Is it? Oh, 100%. The Heat have so few retired jerseys. We have like Michael Jordan because he's Michael Jordan. Sure. Then we have Shaq, uh, Penny, or not Penny, excuse me, uh, Tim Hardaway. The original Bosch, Morning, Wade, and we will have Haslam at some point. I will say it's pathetic that you retired Morning's jersey. Then, I mean, Morning was pretty good for the Heat. Don't get me wrong. He is, he's, okay. he's, he's the second best big man in Heat history, and that's not. Yeah, really that's cool. saying a lot, though. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's fair. All right. Oh God. So it's two one. Two one. Yeah. All oh, right. Damn. I gotta, I How much do you know about this. your Super Bowl history? My Super Bowl history. I know an okay amount. We're going to, I'm going to test it then. All right. What is the point differential of the most lopsided Super Bowl in the history of Super Bowls? So, not like the NFL championship era, because I think mm-hmm. that was the 72 nothing, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Um, is it 32, 45, or 52? What was the first one? 35. Yeah, 35. 35, 45, 52. 50. Okay. 35 final answer. That is incorrect. Mm. The most lopsided Super Bowl and fun fact, I own a VHS copy of it was between the San Francisco 49ers and the Denver Broncos, where it was 55, 10 final score. Jesus Christ. It was bad game. Not a good that's, game. That's like worse than national championship bad. Good God. Real bad. Oh man. Okay. I don't even feel bad about getting that wrong. Cause that team did worse than me. Yep. <laughs> All right. Well, let's see if I can keep this close. Um, all right. So who is the highest drafted player in the history of the University of Iowa in the NFL? Is it it's not a, Greg Kittle? It's is not... it A TJ Hawkinson? Oh boy. B Randy Duncan or C Dick Crane? 
it can't be Dick Crane. It just can't be Dick Crane, right? It can't be him. I am going to who's it was TJ Hawkinson, Dick Crane, which I'll never TJ Hawkinson, Randy Duncan, Dick Crane. Randy Duncan, final answer. <laughs> Correct. Randy Duncan in 1959 went number one overall. I was going to say, it can't be Dick Crane. That seems too good. <laughs> I know about Dick I, Crane. I was like, I feel like if I didn't struggle to say the name, it might have been more believable. But God, what a great name. I, I, I wish regardless. it was Dick Crane. Dick Crane went number four, I believe. There was a guy who went one, two, and then four was Dick Crane. So if I'm not mistaken, you've won because it's three to one. However, I feel like we should just do our last questions regardless. Oh, we have to. Sure. Let's let's call this the money ball. I I decided, hey, for my Pope pre run, I'm gonna make it a little bit easier for Robbie because you know he needs help. This is a true or false question. Okay. Do you want what the category is? What just just what is it? It's soccer. Everyone loves uh, soccer. Everybody loves soccer. <laughs> true or false? Poland has won two World Cups. True. Incorrect. It's false. Sh- have they won any? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, you're killing me. I would like, I remember FIFA like 06 World Cup edition, and there's like some random team that's just won like two or three Stanley Cup or uh, not Stanley Cups World Cups. And I'm just like, uh, okay. And I thought it was them. I took a guess, took a shot in the dark. Um, I'll ask you about questions so you can make me feel even worse about myself. For the sake I like of this. Let's... Um, but you should know this. So you lived this. I'm going to, I'm going to keep bringing this back to our, our glory days here. So, Again, senior year, Alex and I played a uh, recreational basketball season together. I'm curious if you know what our final record was. Was it A, 7-2-1, B, 6-3-2, or C, 5-4-2? Okay, we had, two, we had two ties. I know that. So the first one's eliminated. Um, okay, let me backtrack here. We lost... We lost our second game, so that's because we started one one and one. Mm-hmm. We lost another game, and then we lost a third game. And I don't think we lost any after. I think we lost three games. So was it there one that was six three and one? Six three and two. Six three and two. Oh, <laughs> I'm gonna say six three and two. You're correct. Yeah. We lost game two. We lost game five. Or yeah, game five. And then I think we went one, one, and one. And then we went two, two, and two. And, and then we only lost one more game for the rest of the season. Yeah. We were much better than the year before when you weren't playing and we lost every single game. That's correct. That's that's the value of Alex here. He does what? a lot for a team. <laughs> well, oh my God, do you? Yeah, anybody listening? Let me just let me before I just like indulge in the fact that I've lost two straight weeks. Um, let, let me explain the difference between playing with and playing without Alex Baker. When I was playing without Alex Baker, I had to be fair. Like like I was the best player on the team, so I could pretty much get away with anything. But obviously, in trying to win, you didn't want to just like do random shit. You wanted to try. And it's very frustrating when nobody on your team kind of at least understands the game the way you do. And the second he stepped on the court with me, it was just like, okay, I have somebody that I can trust with the basketball. Like in rec basketball, you don't have that all the time, but it was somebody that was absolutely certain was going to get the bas- like like do the right thing with the basketball. Coupled with the fact that he was at any given point, the tallest player on our team and the best rebounder in the game, no matter who was playing, which is the best part. Cause that year I could shoot whatever fucking stupid shot I wanted. And we were still going to have at least a 50% chance of getting that rebound. 
That's right. I probably I probably shot like thirty two percent from the field that year. Probably, and his efficiency was like in the negatives. Oh yeah, my plus minus out the door. No, nah, plus minus was fine. It was the these advanced stats were rough. Ah, that's fine. That's fine. But, uh, uh, either way, congratulations, two straight victories. I am not looking forward to what I have to say about Dwayne Wade. <laughs> well, we'll we'll keep it to a fan vote. I will. I'll put a poll up sometime this week to decide what manifesto I'll be writing for you. And I'm um, excited. We'll start next show with it. All right. So we're going to get into superlatives here, finish up our uh, episode with these. We're going to do our normal five, starting with the MVP for the week. Alex, who is the best player in these past few days for you? Hmm. You know, as much as you hate him, I got to throw it up to a little bit of uh, Trey Young. Okay. One that better some money. We always love when people turn fifty dollars into forty four thousand. But uh, no, beside that, the Hawks are okay. But Trey Young, I still think has the potential to be. I don't know about Steph Curry level because Steph Curry can do a little bit more in terms of facilitating. But I'll give him the MVP this week. The Hawks are slowly starting to get better. Uh, We'll talk a little bit about a low point that they had today momentarily, but um, I'll give it to Trey Young. Yeah, no, I mean, they, they, they made that coaching change of McMillan for Pierce, and it has clearly helped. They're apparently 7-1 and one since entering Solomon Hill into the starting lineup, which is hilarious. That's how you, Solomon Hill is a difference maker. Solomon Hill is from MVP. Solomon Hill is the reason the Heat aren't as good as last year, this year as they were last year, clearly. This is true. And the Hawks are in fourth, too, in the East, which yeah. is, you know, granted by a few games, but that's still pretty impressive. The tie, they own the tiebreaker over Miami, too, if I'm not mistaken. Yep, because Miami sucks. <laughs> Definitely. Oh, we'll get to my anger with the Heat in a second here. Um, but my MVP for this week is Nick Castellanos, the outfielder for the Cincinnati Reds. Not only does he have the Reds out to a scorching hot start, being number two in the early uh, early going in the NL, uh, but he himself, four home runs, seven RBIs, a 364 average heading into the day. Uh, he, he has been on a scorching tear to start the year. Red's a team trying to turn things around, trying to make something out of the heydays of Joey Votto's career. But uh, Nick Castellanos, a great acquisition for them, and he has been absolutely cruising and pretty much I think the only player on one of my fantasy teams batting above 200 right now, which is not great, but he stuck out, and so I wanted to give him a shout-out. So hats off to Nick Castellanos. Moving on, we got the bad boy of the week. Um, I'm going to be honest here. Somebody's moving in full-time for me, and that is that is Deshaun Watson. He is going to temporarily be my permanent uh, bad boy of the week because this man, like, he's losing all his endorsement deals. The, the you know, all, all, everybody accusing him, it's all stacking up. Nothing seems to be going his way. And to be honest, it's just getting to the point where the, I, I, like, again, like I said last week, I think the NFL just needs to step in and say, you're done until we can at least get this sorted out. Because at this point, it's just messy. And it's, it can't, it's not going to be good for him regardless. So why taint an NFL franchise with this? Suspend him. Take it out of the, the, the Houston Texans' hands. I see no reason to let this dude play football. Yeah, it's definitely not a good look for him. Yeah, it's real. It's real bad. Going from one accusation to 22. That's, you know, just in a quick aside, even – all of those accusations end up not being true, which by the way, I'm not saying that let's start there. I believe there's 
definitely some credibility in them. But there's something to be said for someone that has that many massage masseuses. That's just suspicious. <laughs> Even without any allegation, that's just suspicious. You know, I'll, I'll say as a cross JV cross country runner back in high school, I was always curious why only varsity got the masseurs. And I guess now I'm starting to understand a little bit more. But, uh, geez, yeah, no, you're right. It's, at some point, 22 just – To have 22 masseuses in general is already suspicious. Exactly. That, that's already reason enough to, to look into him. But, uh, yeah, no, not great look, not a great look for Deshaun Watson here. Who's, uh, who's your bad boy this week? Huh. You know, no one stuck – well, other than Deshaun Watson that you just talked about. No one really stuck out to me in terms of, like, this pure, like, evil. Like, you know, last week was – Maybe a little bit of Paul Pierce kind of being an idiot and getting fired. But then again, ESPN wanted to fire him anyway. My bad boy of the week is probably going to have to go to the 49ers because I think with a third pick, you might want to potentially, I don't know, do something and not draft a quarterback or, hey, trade your quarterback and get some assets for him. They want to do the unconventional thing and have two quarterbacks together and – I don't know. I think it's a pretty stupid thing. So we're going to give, we can either give to Kyle Shanahan or John Lynch. So John Lynch, you're my bad boy of the week because you're being an idiot. Yeah, no, that's the one. I agree. There's no point to having both of them. And you could definitely get value for Garoppolo or that third pick, whatever you, you would want to trade. Maybe it's a front. Maybe they're just saying they're going to draft him and they're really going to take somebody else. Cause again, yeah, and they take another quarterback and I just, it's cool. Rack to score one. Uh, that's where Justin Fields goes. Um, again, no, this is going to be interesting to see what San Francisco does with that pick. Most disappointing of the week. Who who disappointed you? Who hurt you? <laughs> who hurt me? I, the Nuggets did. Yeah. You're making the Celtics look good? I don't appreciate that. That ain't a good thing. Having a 40-8 run to end the game, no NBA team should be giving up 32 more points in that amount of time and not the seven win bobcats yeah you need a garbage team like if the pistons did that i'd be like okay fine i'm glad the pistons had a lead at some point but for the nuggets to do that that's pretty bad uh-huh. who's yours oh this is gonna bother me so much victor oladipo is my most <laughs> disappointing player of the week I am obviously a very large Heat fan, and when the Heat acquired Victor Oladipo, I was elated based off what we gave up to acquire him. Um, He's done all right in his few games with the Heat, but obviously the big thing being he brings that extra element on defense that we haven't had all year. Lo and behold, Victor Oladipo will not be traveling with the Miami Heat on their road trip, and there are growing fears that he will be out for the rest of the season. Not that I'm like, like, to be honest, getting rid of Olinick and that, that pick swap and Bradley, like, I don't care. I'm not mad about it, but I'm just upset that we got like two and a half games out of Victor Oladipo. We're probably not re-signing him in the off season because he's going to want more money than he deserves. And again, this guy who I like, like, I, I like Victor Oladipo as a basketball player, just can't seem to catch a break on the injury front. It's just all around a disappointment, especially because this move really did make the Heat look like maybe at least the fourth best team in the Eastern Conference at this point. And lots of analysts saying that they have a a sneaky chance to maybe win. But without Oladipo, it's going to just be that much more difficult. So I am disappointed, especially if he does end up missing the rest of the season. Okay, a few more awards here. Just scooting on down. Moment of the week. What was the top moment for you? I'd have to give it – we're going to go a little bit outside the realm of normal sports to talk about. We're going to go to soccer, specifically the Premier League. 
Kristen Pulsich uh, scored two goals. Definitely is sort of a bright spot for the Nash, the United States men's national team. So to me, it's like promising that the men's team is actually going to be half decent potentially. You know, our women's team is already god tier in terms of what they've accomplished. Our men's team has been dismal to say the least. So him, uh, Weston McKenzie, and there's a few other people who will do a lot of good because they're playing, whether it's La Liga or Premier League, like they're doing a lot of good things. And it'll be nice to see for the World Cup that's coming up next year. But, you know, it's, I don't know, I have a little bit of American nationals, a little bit of that pride. So I'm glad to see the U.S. or U.S. players are doing good, especially in some very dominant leagues like La Liga or even the Premier League for Pulsage's sake. Yeah, no, we love to finally, finally see the the U.S. men's soccer is becoming somewhat, if minimally relevant. So, yeah, hell yeah to that one. Um, My moment of the week, we're just going to go back here and and rehash uh, Joe Musgrove's no-hitter for the Padres. Like you had mentioned, the last team without a no-hitter. So, just awesome for him. That that is one of the most difficult accomplishments in any professional sport to, to go 27 batters plus. I guess it was 28, I guess, because he probably walked somebody. But uh, with without surrendering a single hit, that's crazy. That We know how rarely that happens, but you got to shout it out when it happens. So, so Joe Musgrove, enjoy your, your four days until your next, uh, your next spot in the rotation. Um, one final award here to get to, Return of the King. Mine for this week, uh, honestly, kind of more of a moment than, than a Return of the King. But so Toronto Maple Leafs goalie, Jack Campbell, started and won his first 11 career games. He's the first player in NHL history to win his first 11 straight starts as a goalie. Um, Hats off, man. Hell yeah. Seems to be your first real chance in the NHL, and he is clearly doing great. The the Maple Leafs trying to end that drought we were talking about is they're they're the best team in hockey right now. And in very large part, do an 11 game win streak by that guy. They're led by that guy. Excuse me, Jack Campbell. Uh, pat yourself on the back. It's not always going to go like this, but but ride it out while you can. Yeah, I'm going to split it. So my return of the Queens go to the WNBA. They release these new con. I don't know their concept jerseys, but they're going to implement them uh, for I think it was the Chicago Sky, the Las Vegas Aces. Uh, definitely New York Liberty, but they are these really, be- there's a few others like the Sparks and the Storm, yeah, Sparks, but definitely they were just these beautiful jerseys. They're going to, yeah. they're, they're absolutely gorgeous and I absolutely love them. But my like return of the King, I got to give to Trey Mancini, the Orioles. Mm-hmm. He's been out for quite a while. Uh, it was cancer, right? Colon cancer, I think. Colon yeah. cancer. And he is now back with the Orioles and he hit a home run the other day. So it's been I think two years and you know glad to have him back glad he's doing all right glad he can play baseball so congrats trey welcome back yeah no great you know awesome story to see mancini and also he's, he's the best player on the Orioles, so it's great to see him back out there and then you mentioned those, those jerseys you guys haven't seen them They're check beautiful. them out the new the new WNBA jerseys are like straight up awesome like you know the nba hits and misses but these were the first time the WNBA has really hit on a jersey or a couple jerseys so yeah good shout out there All right. That's what we have for you for this week. Again, hope you guys enjoyed the content. We obviously enjoyed bringing it to you. We'll be back next week. Hopefully a little more on the news section to talk about. Definitely more fun segments, of course. And that lovely rant that I'm going to get to go on brought to you by Alex Baker that I'm definitely going to enjoy so much. So you guys just uh, stay tuned for that one. Of course, we'll be back next week. Have a great time until then. Take care, everyone.